Hello and welcome back to Overtime Operators. You're here with Casey at Niners underscore Fan Man and Daps. Daps, we got to get that handle on there. Go ahead and plug your your socials for everybody. At Dap Sports, D A P P Z Sports, baby. Let's go. Minus the baby, of course. Please That's say the baby. Yeah. Don't add the baby into your your yeah. search for Daps and socials. Uh, yeah. Today we're going to talk about some some new stuff in the NFL. Going to get caught up on some news and notes. We're going to touch on some top ten NFL power rankings that John and I actually uh, did on our other show. And then we're going to get into what everybody's waiting for the week four bets. So without further ado, let's get into it. Daps, what do you think about them Dolphins? Highly impressive. 70 points. No joke. The amount of firepower on that team is absolutely unreal. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of Tua. Shame what happened to him last year. But he started last year the same way. He was throwing for 400 yards in a couple games. So I think if Tua is healthy, he's got two of the best receivers in the league. You know, arguably the best. Obviously, there's a couple guys who are on that scale. But like J.J., Chase who's been down, right? But he was a second overall fantasy pick in some leagues. And then you have Tyreek. And Tyreek yep. has, in terms of uh, fantasy points, he's number one. So, um, And then you have Mostert, who, by the way, same deal with Tua, one of the best running backs in the league, been plagued by injuries his whole career. When he's been healthy, he looks like the best running back in the league. And then this kid they just drafted, Achan, is... Uh, he's he dropped 50 i have both of them on one team they both had 40 plus points in fantasy i've never seen that before um that's unreal so two prime running backs two prime receivers tua can can handle the ball and the defense looks solid but i will say i even with that impressive win last week the broncos stink i don't think the dolphins have beat anybody good so far uh Refresh my memory. They, I don't know who they won week one and week two against. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. but I'll take your word for but it. It wasn't anybody they're too playing the, they're, Yeah, they're playing the Bills this week. And to be honest, I don't. I like the Bills. And, and I just like the Bills because the Bills have been a better team for the last couple of years consistently. And the Bills already had a bad loss to the Jets. They let one get away from them. So they got that out of their system now. And I think that they're going to play strong. The Bills demolished the Raiders and the commanders back to back weeks. I mean, everybody's talking about 70 points against the Broncos, but you know, like I said, the, the, the bills beat the Raiders. It wasn't close and they beat the commanders, you know, 37 to three and whatever the score was the week before that. So, yeah, let's let's unpack that a little bit. One, uh, yeah, the matchup you just pointed out, the Bills and Dolphins, a little foreshadowing. We will talk about that a little bit later on in this episode. Uh, and A-Chain, that's my guy. Uh, I have a beautiful screenshot I took. I should have uploaded it on here so I could show it for the show. But in Yahoo, I don't know if you use Yahoo for your fantasy sports, uh, but you can click on player availability across all your leagues. And I have this beautiful screenshot in all five of my Yahoo leagues. I have a chain on every roster took him in the last Brilliant. round of just about every league. And I mean, in, in a keeper league where you might be able to carry that value over the last round pick a 13, 14, 15th rounder into what could be the RB one for the dolphins going forward. I mean, I feel like the smartest man on the planet, even though my fantasy standings aren't quite caught up with, uh, with how good I'm doing in the future. Um, but to put this game into context, the 70-pointer, um, did you know that if they would have kicked the field goal at the end of the game instead of kneeling, they would have tied the highest mark of all time in the NFL? Did you know that 73 is the, the top mark? 
I did know that, and um, I didn't know it was a tie. I thought that they would have beat it, and you know, all these football experts are saying that's the right thing to do, this and that. Yeah, you know, rules kind if, of stuff. If 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 it was for the tie, I don't care as much. But if that was for the win, you, I'm and I'm the coach. I'm kicking that field goal. I'm you got it. You're you're talking about history, right? So, yeah. um. The performance that they put on is ridiculous. And also, you know, when it's a blowout, imagine if it had been a relatively close game, right? And it's back and forth. You don't stop scoring, right? You just keep going. You keep your your foot on the pedal, right? So if that was for the record, the NFL record, and you get that close, and by the way, you just happen to drive down the field and you're at the 20 or 30-yard line for for a field goal, like, come on, man, kick that field goal all day long get you know get that record make history yeah uh, i mean i'm i'm in agreement with you honestly i would have probably kicked the field goal you know instead of kneeling it they also could have just ran another offensive play they were nine yards short of the most offensive yards in history in a single game as well so this was completely a record setting or nearly record setting uh, performance by the dolphins um i did like some of the points you made like so what against who uh, you know are they the real deal um just your your brief thoughts on fantasy prospects moving forward bringing it back to the subject matter of this show uh practical application if you have guys like Mostert, i mean let's say if you already had uh, hill or waddle you're already starting them every week right guys like Mostert, generally you're starting him uh this season at least every week but now with a chain breaking out how do you see that backfield and Probably Tua is automatically a starter too. So, so what do you think for this Dolphins offense moving forward? Who would you auto start every week, and who would you play the matchups on until we see more? I guess. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, Devon Achan just put out a press release through the Dolphins or through ESPN that everyone's been pronouncing his name Achan, and it's Achan. Mm. It's either Achan or Achan. So I thought that was interesting because I guess so many people have been saying his name wrong and that finally he puts up a 50 point fantasy week. He's like, you better, yeah. you better get my name right now. Right. Popular guy. this so, week, Right. For sure. For sure. So, you know, going forward, um, who, well, I'm sorry. The question was, who do I like in fantasy? Just, um, uh, which ones are auto starts and who are you still playing matchup to matchup? Are you fully well, confident in a chain auto start? No, I'm not. A-chan? And remember most are dropped 40 points. And, you know, HN scored 49, but like a bunch of it came in garbage time, right? When they were up. So uh, as an owner of both. To to be fair, garbage time started in about the second quarter, though. You know, like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I I agree. And and also they put him in early on an early touchdown. Mostert Mostert is still going to start the game, though. And he's going to get – they'll probably mix him in either on third down or every other drive. I'm not really sure. I'm sure McDaniel's he was he was coaching Mostert in uh, San Fran as well. So I'm sure he's aware of Mostert's health. And part of the the reason for that is Mostert probably can't last the entire year. So unfortunately, as as attractive as it is, if you have both of them, I think you're getting burned some weeks because you don't know who to play. I, I if you have a nice flex spot, I don't think playing both of them is a bad decision, but at the same time, Waddle hasn't been playing, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of mouths to feed over there. It's very similar to the San Francisco 49ers, right? Ayuk yeah. comes back. They got Debo. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got Kittle. 
Kittle didn't see much work till last week. He's got eight receptions for almost 100 yards. Kittle hasn't scored a touchdown yet, right? So there's, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of mouths to feed. It, those, those types of teams, they're great, but they're also for fantasy. They can be a nightmare because you go, who do I, who do I start? I agree. I'm a little bit uh, happier with those assets right now. I think at the time being, uh, A-Chan, I need to see that he's not worth starting to put him back on the bench now. You just can't miss out on 50-plus point weeks. Not that he's going to do that again, but he's explosive. And uh, to your point about the similarities to the 49ers offense, you know, I've always had confidence in this Dolphins offense. Mike McDaniel, master of the running game. Raheem Mostert in the right scheme is a brilliant running back. But the durability is not there. That's why I had a Chan in all of my uh, fantasy leagues. I expected the breakout. Uh, maybe there's definitely going to be volatile weeks from here to the end of the season. But that's going to happen with every player. a Chan, I'm willing to start uh, until I see a reason not to, I guess. But uh, to be fair, I don't have him and Mostert on the same team in, in any league. So I wouldn't be starting both of them at the same time. Um, and, I, and I think that yeah. if, if, if you have uh, a Chan and you have Mostert, like and they're on different teams in every league. I think it's an easy. You absolutely start both. Like right. each team yeah. should start both of those guys. My point was just if you have both of them. So I drafted both of them in two out of three leagues. Listen to this. I dropped HN last week because in one league I dropped him. Yep. Oh man, yep. is that a is that a fab league? Can you just drop like a hundred fab to pick him back up, or you have a I think priority? Something happened where where. I, I had the handcuff to a bunch of guys and I, yeah. I got an injury or something happened. Right. And I think, I think actually I needed to use it on Jerome Ford waiver wire. Oh, so I picked up Jerome Ford. I still have Mostert, And I also Ooh. have, who else do I have? I have Brian Robinson on the commanders. Who's been an absolute monster. He didn't do great last week because the bills fell behind, but his volume is ridiculous. I think Brian Robinson if you can get him or trade for him in any league and get him for relatively low value this week, I think I've watched him run. He's an absolute stud. People aren't really talking about him. And Brian Robinson is an absolute beast. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, you should have called your boy and let me talk you off the ledge there with the HN dropping. Um, but it was hard to predict the breakout here, especially this early in the season. Let's round off uh, the rest of our news and notes segment here. Uh, some notable week three injuries. Derek Carr left the game uh, last week with a shoulder injury. It's reported that there's a decent chance he misses time. I haven't seen anything more concrete than that so far. It's still early in the week as of this recording. Uh, so wait and see. But probably if he's your starter in fantasy, you need to have some plans for the next few weeks probably because he's going to miss some time. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, may or may not have a concussion. I haven't even seen it confirmed yet. Uh, so it's unknown whether or not he'll miss time. Seems seems less significant than the Derek Carr injury, though. Uh, and, of course, the big one, they're starting to drop like flies. Uh, Mike Williams out for season with a knee injury. Daps, do you have – oh, and uh, one more thing here. Alvin Kamara returns from suspension. Daps, just kind of all of those all together. Any thoughts on, on those four different situations? Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy G stinks as like a, a NFL quarterback, but for the terms uh, or, the, or fantasy purposes, I think that he's been solid. Devontae's getting the ball, dropped 40 last week. Uh, Jacoby Myers is, is scoring too as well over there in uh, Las Vegas. And they're still one and two. I don't think there's like, you know, such cause for concern in, in Vegas. The Broncos look bad. The Chargers aren't doing great. Obviously, the Chiefs are in that division, but, you know, it's okay to lose a game this early. I don't think Devontae liked the way they lost, but, you know, um, 
your quarterback goes down, obviously that's a problem. And I don't know who their backup is, but the Raiders are definitely in trouble um, at the moment or for the, for the foreseeable future. I think it was that kid. I forget his name, but he showed out in preseason. Um, shoot, his name's escaping me. I'll look it up, but go ahead and keep talking. Yeah, and, and listen, maybe you got a young kid who comes in and, and he's eager to play and wants to prove himself, and I could be completely wrong. Um, who are, do, do we know who the Raiders are playing next week? Um, we'll just pop into this real quick. The Raiders are going to play. I'll tell you in one second. It's Aiden okay. O'Connell. By the way, they have Brian Hoyer, who's listed as their QB2, but I doubt he would actually come in the way Aiden O'Connell so, uh, played. Uh, so the the this is a great segue, by the way. The, um, the Raiders are playing the Chargers this week, and this is a huge game. They're both one and two, and... You know, Devontae's Ad- Adams obviously was critical of the team after after the loss, but you get a win next week against the you know division rival, and it's a big win. And you're two and two, and there's no there's no cause for concern. So the chart are the the Chargers or the Raiders are going to be one and three and two and two. And if you're two and two, you're, you're it just seems like you're in a very very good position, in my opinion. Yeah, statistically, got to be much, much better to be in that spot than one in three. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. Um, and then yeah, moving over to Derek Carr, I mean, the Saints defense it's look, was looking – I don't think they let up a touchdown in like the first eight, six quarters or something like that or seven quarters. Jordan Love, I was playing him in one league, and he had three fantasy points going in the fourth quarter, ended up with 25. Jordan Love is slowly becoming a fantasy stud like under the radar at the moment. Um, So Derek Carr goes out of the game. They come back. They're up 17-0. They lose 18-0 or 18-17 to the Packers. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, as, as little attention as he gets, he's a, he's, he's a solid quarterback to have as a Jets fan with the situation going on right now. Like I would be happy to have Derek Carr, you know, under center with my defense. Um, So not good for the Saints. I do think the Saints are in a very, very bad division. So I think they'll even if he sat for two or three weeks, they'll still make the playoffs, right? Yeah, they'll they can be okay. Not really worried about that. Like uh, the Raiders should be worried. But Mike Williams going down for Herbert, I would say that's a big deal. But Keenan Allen's an absolute monster. Now Keenan Allen traditionally, historically, gets injured every other year or even every year. So. That's something everybody's going to have to monitor. And then you go into Josh Palmer and uh, you have two, two decent tight ends that he can throw to, Gerald Everett and uh, this, this kid Parham Jr. who caught a mm-hmm. touchdown last week. So, you know, interesting guys to monitor. Um, I think Palmer's like a, a big fantasy waiver wire pickup now because who's going who's gonna to get those targets now that Mike Williams is gone is the question and whoever it is you know, might be 12 to 15 points a game. I agree. All those guys you mentioned have a little bit more value now, just because we haven't seen where the target vacuum will end up uh, favoring somebody else. Uh, The only other name I'd throw out there is the rookie Quentin Johnston. A lot of buzz around him. I'm a big fantasy rookie guy. Same, same idea with a Chan. So big on him. Uh, You want to have them. They break out throughout the year. Typically Uh, even easier for a rookie receiver to do it than a, a rookie running back. I would, I would argue. Um, down the line in the season. So I would just pay attention to those guys. And then to wrap up this segment, Alvin Kamara returning from suspension. I mean, this is tough with Derek Carr going down in the same week. I think you need to have your your expectations tempered for Kamara. 
He's not the same guy he used to be. This offense without Carr is not going to look good, assuming Carr does miss time. But I do think that when Carr returns, when and if, that is, uh, Kamara will be a starter, and he'll be flex-worthy, probably could slip into your RB2. Uh, just don't expect the Alvin Kamara of old to you know, single-handedly win you fantasy matchups from the RB position. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to work through that because um, I did take him in one. I did do the Jamal Williams Kamara combo in one league, and Jamal was obviously a disaster, um, which is crazy because he was so good on the Lions um, goal line back. But, <laughs> but I but to be honest, let's just pretend for the sake of this you know argument that Kamara was healthy and started the year. I mean. I think he's going at the turn of the first round or there's no yeah. way he's getting, there's no way Kamara's getting to the third round. There's absolutely yeah, probably no not way. the third. Yeah. He wouldn't, wouldn't so, have made it past that. Like uh Josh Jacobs ish tier, you know, where there's, I mean, I, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw Damian Pierce go in the second round. I saw Devonte Smith yeah. go in the second round. I saw Derek Henry. So, you know, thinking obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but there's no way Kamara is making it out of the second round in any league that I'm in that's like competitive. You know, somebody is gonna go, I'm taking a chance on Kamara with my second pick. So listen, uh, with Derek Carr, uh, I don't I don't know how much he likes to throw to receivers. I don't know, but but again, I, I just think that there's because Carr is not so good. I mean, think about Josh Jacobs with Derek Carr last year. Crushed. Yeah. So if they're yep. running the ball and he's high usage, now Jamal Williams just went down. I know they have this kid who can probably take away some snaps from from Kamara just to to make sure his legs don't break. But um, I, I see Kamara slotting in and being good for 15 points a week with like yeah. a 12 point floor every week just on usage. Because remember, Kamara is going to get five receptions a game too. So yeah, those things. I, add up. I agree. Um, I do still think that in the first few weeks, especially without Derek Carr, there's a good chance that he kind of eases back in as far as fantasy production, even though he'll be the featured guy. But if that does happen, I would go say he's a trade target after this week if, if he kind of flops for fantasy, because uh, I do agree with your your prediction there in general. So let's move on here. Uh, Daps, our other show that John and I, uh, you know, we're missing John today, but him and I do another show, more of a sports comedy type of show. Uh, we did something sort of serious last time around on that show, and we did our top 10 NFL teams, our power rankings, if you will, whatever that means, power rankings, what is it? the teams that have the most power. Um, anyway, I want to share those with you. This was We did these before week three started, uh, and I want you to help me judge kind of how we did and what we should change here so we can do a quick little power rankings of our own for overtime operators Going into week four now, uh, I wonder if this is big enough on the screen for you to see Daps, or should I make that larger? If you can make it bigger, that would be helpful. Here we okay, go. Perfect. Perfect. There we go. So I'll just read these off real quick, and then go ahead and tell me your thoughts on a couple of these that stand out. And then let's start uh, switching these up. And number one, the Dolphins. Two, the 49ers. Three, the Chiefs. Four, the Cowboys. Five, the Bills. Six, the Eagles. Seven, the Jaguars. Eight, the Chargers, nine, the Rams, and 10, the Bengals. We just couldn't bring ourselves to leave the Bengals off the list. Uh, so they ended up in that 10 spot. Daps, any of these stand out to you as really, like, really good or really bad spots for these teams? Um, I disagree with uh, a good amount of this list. Um, 
I'm gonna. So I just saw. I just watched Stephen A. Smith, ESPN. Um, they just did a top five list. So same list, just five teams, and I disagreed with them as well. Um, sure. They had the Dolphins and Niners, I think, in the one two. Um, I'm not even with the loss. I think I don't. Ever, if if I had to bet every single week, I'm betting on the Chiefs. I don't care if the Dolphins scored 70 against the Broncos. I'm not picking the Dolphins to beat Patrick Mahomes any week this year. Um, I'm putting Ooh. the the Chiefs in the one spot followed by the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are they 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 win in this grimy way running the ball every they cannot be this fourth and one that they run cannot be stopped. It's unreal. I don't know how they end up on the goal line all the time running this play. Um, even they look like the Hurts Atlanta is, Falcons but actually a good team. Like grimy ground game but Yeah, good. and and even when Jalen Hurts isn't playing, you know, perfect quarterback ball they're dominating games i mean he didn't look great last night he looked good uh i think he had one pick but they dominated the bucks it was it was a slow start and then they dominated the bucks it wasn't close they controlled the ball the whole game they do that every game um i think that there was like eight there was seven or eight minutes left when they got the ball in the fourth and they just ran the clock out on the bucks and the yeah. Bucks had Baker had just put one in the end zone. They got a little energy, you know. Maybe you get the ball back after three minutes, drive down, score a touchdown. Now you're down seven with two minutes left. Hopefully, onside kick. Like that's how you thought the game was gonna go. No, Eagles dominated. Um, I will put the Dolphins in the three spot, um, and then followed by your your Niners. And and to be honest, like the Niners could also be in the three spot. Um, I think the Niners defense edges out the Dolphins, and I think. The offenses are on the same level. I think that you have to give the edge to running back to the Niners. Obviously, the Christian is better than Mostert and Achan. Um, receivers, I think you have to give the edge to the Dolphins because of Tyreek and Waddle. Sure. But sure. like Ayuk and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle are not far behind. So, you know, three, four. I think the Dolphins and the Niners are basically uh, the same team in that spot. The Cowboys after this past weekend typical <laughs> typical cowboys i mean brings joy to my heart honestly talking I about mean, the dude, cowboys they, maybe they being the, the top team in the nfc yeah we always knew wasn't the case let's be they honest. beat they beat the giants and the jets so i have the bills uh in the five spot i like where where they're at above the cowboys um Okay, let's start rounding this out real quick because I actually agreed with a lot of your things too. This was kind of a combined thing with John um, and our audience on Triple Cross. So there were some things that I disagreed with as well uh, that got away from me. I think I actually was an advocate for the Chiefs in the top top spot, uh, if I remember correctly. So I'm with you there. Uh, so you wanted to go the Chiefs, and then who did you have at two? I had Eagles at two. Eagles? I maybe would gripe there and say the Niners look better than the Eagles, uh, but that I think is up for interpretation. I think they're real close. I think it's pretty clear those are still the top two teams in the NFC. I haven't seen anything to change my mind there. Um, and then you wanted to go with the Dolphins here at four. I'm in complete agreement that they're the uh, last team kind of missing from from this top four. I think these are the top four teams in football. Uh, that's That, uh, that makes sense yeah. to me. And then you have the Bills here next kind of up and down performances, but it's just one of those teams. It's hard to bring them down too far on this list. Is that kind of your, your sentiment here? Yeah, that's the sentiment there. I'd probably put the Ravens in the sixth spot, even with their bad loss in the sixth um, spot. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry. Cowboys in the six. That's my fault. Cowboys, we'll put the Cowboys in the six. 
Um, we'll put the Dolphins, or excuse me, we'll put the Ravens in the seven. But to be honest, like if you put the Ravens above the Cowboys, the Ravens, let me see who the Ravens beat. But I bet you it's better than the Jets and the Giants. So probably uh, the Ravens. Let's fl- let's the Ravens them. beat the Ravens beat Houston. Who, by the way, actually looks decent, and they just beat Cincinnati last week. So there's no way I'm putting uh, the Bengals above the Ravens. Zero percent chance. Sure. Um, so I like the Ravens at the six. So, Cowboys seven. So let's let's pause for a second here with these last three. Now these last three, I think just about anybody could make the argument they don't belong on this list, and I don't think I. I think I was advocating for some other teams uh, before we get your thoughts on it. I just want to kind of throw it out there. I know a team like the lions. I felt like a huge snub the way that our audience on triple cross didn't get them in the top 10. I still believe that uh, I don't care about the record or anything. I just believe my eyes and they look like a team that can win football games, good football games. And I felt similarly about the Seahawks. Um, I think I might've also been on the saints train uh, and here, oh, and the Jags are not on this list anymore because I uh, deleted them. Those would be the four that jump out to me. Maybe keep the Chargers in mind. I don't know. There's a lot of AFC teams that are more suspect than a lot of people want to believe. Uh, meanwhile, there's some there's some teams in the NFC that I'm, I'm pretty high on. So, what do you think here in these last three depths? Should I just erase these three? Are they? Yeah, are they you should definitely. Yeah, you should definitely erase those. Um, I agree with you with the Lions. I think that the last three in no particular order would be the Lions, the Saints, and the the Steelers. Is nobody's talking about the Steelers? Wow, who Steelers, are, who are two and one. Um, Kenny Pickett looks solid. They have Mike Tomlin and a strong defense. They have the best defensive player in the league. They have Minka Fitzpatrick, and two of the wins they had were like really, really impressive wins. So, what like games they're not supposed to win. Um, they got demolished by the Niners, which whatever. But a lot of teams are gonna. Cle- that's gonna happen to them. <laughs> they came back and beat Cleveland, who's also two and one. And then they beat Vegas last week. You know, games that like you're really not supposed to win. They're playing Houston this week, which is definitely winnable. And then they're gonna play division rival Baltimore. So if they were be if they were to be able to beat Baltimore, I mean, we're talking about a team that's four and one. So. You know, Steeler if at four and one, there's no way you're not in the top ten. And you might be in the top five at four and one. So Okay. All right. Uh we can add them in there for sure. So uh you said Lions, the Steelers, and which what was the other team you said? Lions, Saints, Steelers. Lions, Saints, Steelers. Do you think the Lions are the top out of those three teams? Um, I will because of their win against the Chiefs, I'll put them in the eight spot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. And then uh, Saints and Steelers, I won't disagree with you. I would say the Saints, though, the Derek Carr injury does kind of change things. I do think they'll make the playoffs because of their division they're in. But as far as putting them in the top 10 power rankings, you know, without having a healthy quarterback, that's a tough sell. Uh, but I mean, the other, exercise, that, I'm fine with the other teams that you could put in there would be the Colts, who are 2-1, and one, who I there's no way. The, yeah, no. To be honest, the Browns are two and one, and the Browns are strong. Like the no Browns Nick Chubb anymore, a, though. Jerome Ford is like mini Nick Chubb. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Mini, Dude, mini, Jer- mini, Jerome mini, Ford, mini. Jerome Ford dropped eighteen fantasy points last week, and they, by the way, they when Chubb was in the game, that he was he was getting carries. So the the thing, listen, I like Chubb, but. The Browns for the last five years have had a top five, top ten offensive line. So, 
you know, when you have those top, like the top five offensive lines or the top 10 offensive lines, they're able to kind of plug and play running backs. Not to say there's guys who don't have skill who can hit holes faster, but when the line is moving that defensive line back on their heels, you're going to get an extra two to three yards per rush, right? And that's always attributed yep. to the running back, but a lot of it is on the offensive line. So that's why the Niners Agreed. look so good, right? That's why they, by the way, the Cowboys, the only reason I'll, I'll leave them in that spot too is they didn't have three of their starting offensive linemen sure. against the Cardinals. Sure. So like that but is... It's the Cardinals, man. It was the Cardinals. And it was gross the whole game. The, they got dominated by the Cardinals. What, what, what happened to, to that honest, defense? Like, I mean, they uh, should have shut down the Cardinals completely. It should have been a no one, but But nobody has shut down the Cardinals. The Cardinals are like this weird, interesting, dynamic offense now. With they got this, nothing this kid. to lose, man. Yeah, they got nothing to lose. Like, Rondell Moore's exciting. James Conner, by, by the way, looks like young James Conner. He looks like a beast. And you can't hate on this kid, Dobbs. Like, no. he's playing Love ball. Him. He's making Love plays. Him. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dobbs fan. As of right now, like I'm watching him going, I as again as a Jets fan, I wish Dobbs was my backup quarterback, and this was the guy who they slot in for Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? So uh, it's it's all relative. Agreed. All right, uh, I put uh, I almost called you Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right, so I dropped the Steelers in at nine just because they're the only team here without uh, that aren't really dealing with like super serious injuries out of the ones we were kind of talking about there. So sounds like we're kind of around the uh, Browns and I don't know. I threw out the Seahawks and we mentioned the saints as well. Uh, who do you like there to put in the 10 spot here going into week four? Uh, who, who do you want to take a shot on here? I feel like the 10 spot is more for like, who's the team who's, who's, who's going to be here in a couple of weeks that, that we're getting ahead of the curve on who deserves that 10 spot. Well, I mean the, the other team that, is two and one who I think is solid is the Seahawks. So Geno Smith that. played great last year. Kenneth Walker is a beast. They have that kid Charbonnet who they just drafted. Yeah. So they have two started finally back. looking okay in, in some game time stuff. That was good. They have, they have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett who are like two of the most slept on receivers there are. Right. And so JSN. Like, yeah, for sure. And Geno Smith, like I just saw some quote that, like Gino, because he was uh, talking up one of his receivers on the sideline. They're like, they should make a movie about Geno Smith's career one day. If oh, you they know. should. And and obviously, if he wins nothing, then whatever. But I mean, I remember when we drafted him on the Jets, and like this guy has been irrelevant for five years, six years, eight years. Like they drafted him a long time ago, and I think you're seeing that the success of the Seahawks. You didn't really know what it was, but it was definitely Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll definitely. put Russell Wilson in positions to be great uh, because when Russell Wilson has been given the ball by himself, like he can't win games. He can't win. And listen, Russ is making plays. You know what I mean? I've seen Russ make some plays, but he can't win. It's crazy. He can't win games. That, like, doesn't have the it. Amount doesn't of, have, like, the amount the of stuff. games that he's losing by like, you know, this or that is it's wild. Yeah, so, good good teams, good players find a way to win close games. Bad players, bad teams find a way to lose those games. I agree with you on that. So it sounds like you're kind of on the Seahawks too, but I'll give this one to you. Seahawks, Saints, Browns, who do you want in the 10 spot? I think we should do uh, – I think we should go – benefit of the doubt, we'll give the Seahawks 
Um, they had two so- they had two solid wins, or at least one solid win. Um, Love it. The last thing I want to challenge on this, just because I'm looking at it, I'm wondering, do you really believe the Cowboys over the Lions here, or are you high enough on the Lions to challenge that? Because I might. Be. I would. I, I would 100. I I was going to say before the Lions beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. Let's you know, play. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'd have to give the nod to them in that, in that aspect. But, you know, the only thing playing against that is if the, if the Cowboys had their three offensive linemen, I would have loved to see how that game was different. That's all yeah. I would say. Fair enough. But I, I thought, I thought the Cowboys defense was going to be like demolishing everybody this year. And now yeah. I'm going, well, no Trayvon Diggs now either. So that's a massive blow to that defense. Micah Parsons looked remarkably human in the last game, even though he still had at least one sack. Uh, that's, you know, you're used to seeing him have two, three pile up uh, plays, like game making plays. Um, anyway, that's our top 10 here. We got Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Lions, Cowboys, Steelers, Seahawks. Don't tell John. I'm more in favor of this list than the one we came up with on Triple Cross which is a little bit more hot takey and for the audience. And I mean, I, I would also say we should do like a little segment on like kind of teams to keep an eye on, so to speak. And sure. for me, those teams are the Chargers. Obviously you have Herbert. They're one and two. The Rams, I was very high on the Rams. Bad loss last night. Didn't look good on the road. Sloppy. But the Rams have a lot of young playmakers. And if McVay can kind of get it together, like I really like the Rams as a sleeper team to – make some noise later the vikings at owen three i still want you to look at it only yeah. because that division is bad and yeah. you know listen think about it the best team in that division right now is two and one so they're two games out of first i know it's crazy to think about that but it's still early everybody likes to get super dramatic there's plenty of teams that went zero and three or one and two to make the playoffs in history i'm probably when you get in that oh and four oh and five spot the, the percentages probably drop off a cliff, but sure. you know, teams to watch Bengals obviously, you know, Burrow, we'll see, we'll see about his health and also the Packers, the Jordan love, like I said, uh, looks really good. Aaron Jones went down week one. He looked really solid. He'll come back. Their defense is pretty solid. The Packers, um, they could be the front runners for that division. I, I like I said, I like the lions. I'm excited to see those, um, those division matchups, lions, Packers, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Vikings, right? I'm excited as well. We'll have to wait and see how those go. Daps, let's get into our final segment of the day of the episode. What everybody's waiting for our bets, our bet recommendations. Mind you, these are this is not financial advice. Please bet responsibly if you do choose to bet. But if you want to know what we're betting on, uh, this is the segment for you. So, Daps, I'm going to go ahead and show you. I have this uh, already filled out. I'm going to propose bets to you. You tell me whether you're in on those bets, out on those bets, or you're against those bets, meaning you want to just take the other side altogether. Uh, maybe it'll get spicy. Let's see. Let's dive into this doc that I've prepared for us. So first game up that I've chosen here, Lions at Packers. Lions are the one-and-a-half-point favorites. I like the Lions uh, to beat that spread. Are you in, out, or against? I like I like the Lions in this game. Um, this is this is the spreads one and a half for a reason though because Packers at home loves playing well. Um, if the Packers won, if the Packers won, I'm not surprised. But I like the the brand of football the Lions are playing right now. I'll put my money on the Lions. 
Would you take it against the spread or would you go money line here? Uh, I would just take it against the spread because... Okay, I'm more of a spread guy too. I don't know, especially these yeah. close games. Like, what, what are we doing here? All right, let's keep moving quick. Let's let's keep firing away here. Falcons at Jacksonville. Uh, the Jaguars are the three-point favorites. I like Jacksonville. Coming off a pretty bad game, mind you, but uh, I like them to, to beat a decent Falcons team here by more than three points. Uh, are you in, out, or against? I think this is a statement game for the Jags. I would go money line Jags just because I wouldn't want to get burnt on a because I could see that game coming down to a field goal. All right, that daps down for that. And honestly, I was torn on that one too. Uh, I don't normally, like I said, I like to spread more often. And three points is right where you start going. Like, man, a field goal could really be the difference between mm-hmm. cashing in on this bet or not. All right, next up, Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. This is a great matchup. These were these are two teams in our power rankings. I think we're almost back to. I think they were back to back actually. Um, so this will definitely affect our power rankings. Let's say, I'm surprised if I'm being honest that the Bills at home are two and a half point favorites. I know at home they typically kind of give them three points, but man, the way the, I mean the Dolphins coming off of seventy point game, I get it. I get all the context. I'm surprised the Dolphins aren't the favorites here, and I'm taking the Dolphins to beat that spread. Are you in, out, or against, Epps? I'm going. I'm going Bills at home. It's rough and rowdy in Buffalo. I've been to that area. They're they're nuts over there. the The Dolphins are, in my opinion, overhyped because of this seventy point fiasco. And I think sure. the Dolphins are good, but I just, I, you know what? I also want to see something real quick. The Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins beat the Chargers by two. They beat New England by a touchdown, and then they destroyed Denver. So, you know, they've beat – they have not beat a team with a winning record yet. So sure, um, we'll see. We'll see, but I'm going Bills on this one. Bills uh, with the spread or money line? Which one do you like here? I would take the minus two and a half. Okay. All right, so next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are the favorite by a point and a half. I have the Bengals to beat the spread. Get right game. Man, I just, maybe the Bengals don't deserve to be in the top 10 anymore. Uh, I think I think that's clear at this point. But they have to bounce back at some point, right? Like there has to be some kind of bounce back. And the Tennessee Titans, even at their best, they can grind out some wins, but they're really not that, that good. I got the Bengals beating the spread here too, honestly. Yeah, I think that I would take the Bengals plus one and a half. The Titans are they're, they're they're that weird team who somehow covers or wins these games they're not supposed to, but they don't look like the the Titans of the last couple of years that run the ball heavy and and the Henry is not dominating yet. He might he might it might be a slow start, but um, that's that's kind of my opinion there. All right, next matchup then, L.A. Rams at the Indy Colts. Colts are a point favorite. I got the Rams to beat the spread here, to cover the spread. Um, maybe I should have just gotten money line on them, but I don't know. Why not take the point? Uh, what do you think on this one? You in, out, or against me on this one? Um, I like the Rams. I'm right. taking the Rams. I'm taking Rams money line. Oh, Rams on the money line. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, no, I, I would take the point. I would take the point. I mean why not it's there for you right you know yeah 
Okay, we're in agreement on that one. So you're in. Next up, Washington Commanders at Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are a seven-point favorite. This is my uh, big spread of the week. I think the Eagles do beat this spread. This I got burnt by the Commanders last week. I, I want Sam Howell to be better than he is. He looked good in preseason, but we can't keep betting based on how people looked in preseason. It's that time in the season now. We have a, a data sample. I got the Eagles beating them by over seven and pretty handily, honestly. How about you? Yeah, they're going to dominate. I watched the Bills Commanders game last week and Sam Howell, um, who I was kind of like rooting for, played bad, like bad. He threw multiple interceptions that he did not have to throw. Um, And I mean, most of the game, it didn't matter because they were down. But, you know, you try to lead some type of comeback. You're down three touchdowns. You score a touchdown. You get a little momentum. You know, at least you fire your guys up on your side of the ball, making them believe, hey, we can come back if we go down in games. Even if we come back and fall short, that's okay. But Howell didn't look good. Bill's defense, solid. Like I said, that's why I like them against the Dolphins, and uh, the Eagles are going to roll. All right, moving along here. Vikings at Panthers. Vikings are the three-point favorites, and I'll take them to beat that spread. Uh, Daps, are you in, out, or against me? Vikings minus three. The Panthers do not look good. I don't, I don't know if they even know who's playing. Um, I actually took Seattle to win big last week against them. Um, and they, they started off a little slow, and then they dominated the rest of the game. So Andy Dalton played decent you know, that to, as a slot and backup again. I would be happy to have Andy Dalton as a backup. You know, sure. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of guys. I, I could probably with. say this on like every other quarterback we go through, right? <laughs> I think it's easier just to say you're unhappy with Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I am unhappy with Zach Wilson. <laughs> so does that put you in with me with the Vikings uh, beating that spread? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. All right. I I, I don't want to jump the gun. I, I feel like I know where you're going sometimes by what you're saying, but I'm always waiting for that curveball. Uh, all right. Last matchup I have here, Seahawks at Giants. Seahawks are a point and a half favorites, uh, but they're playing in New York. I think a lot of people think this could be close. I think this is where the Seahawks separate themselves as, uh, you know, more like borderline actually in the playoffs. And we expose the Giants as not a playoff team here. Like, finally. Like, we, we really cement that into place. But that's just my opinion. Daps, are you in, out, or against me on this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants on the upset here. Um, it's tough to fly across the country. A lot of teams, when they have to do that 3,000-mile kind of uh, cross-the-country travel, they're just – Especially that way, you lose time. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Giants, they need a win for New York. Now, listen, the Giants and the Jets, historically, this is like – they're supposed to win this game and they lose them. But the mm-hmm. Giants looked good last year, right? And they're, I don't think their team yeah. dynamic has changed much. I'm not, I don't know their roster the way I, I know other teams, but I think Saquon's not going to be in. Daniel Jones, they had a really, really strong comeback win against uh, the Cardinals last week, you know, before they got pummeled by the, the Niners. But I don't think anybody expected them to, to compete with the Niners. You like them money line or to beat the spread? Uh, I would probably take the money line. All right, money line it is. Uh, so just a quick little recap of our matchups. I'm going to point out the ones that we share an opinion on. So those are kind of like our super bets, like bet these with confidence. Uh, we agreed on the Lions being the spread against the Packers. We agreed on, uh, let's see, wow, where else did we go here? Uh, Bengals beating the spread against the Titans. 
Rams beating the spread against the Colts. Eagles spread uh, wait, uh, against the, the Commanders. And Vikings spread against the Panthers. I think we were torn on all the other ones besides that. So, uh, yeah, pick, pick who you want to bet with. Are you in, out, or against me or Daps? Uh, that's how you should be betting. Now let's get into player props. The last uh, portion of the show here. Last kinds of bets we're going to talk about. And Daps, I have a five-pack of tight end player props here to round out this episode. Uh, I'll just same to you, and you tell me which ones you're in, out, or against me on. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 68.5 receiving yards. I'm going to take the over there. I think he's getting back into the flow of things with Mahomes, away from his uh, injury now, two, two weeks removed from that. He should be the clear number one target. I think he's going to clear that with ease. Mark Andrews, similar situation completely. He kind of disappointed in his return, but again, coming back, Two weeks removed from an injury. I don't see anybody else asserting themselves as the alpha uh, receiving threat. Lamar has a lot of chemistry built with Andrews. I'm going to take the over on 52 and a half receiving yards there as well. Hawkinson, uh, this one I think he's already been doing more or less, and they're kind of uh, this line is anticipating him kind of falling off a little bit. The Vikings throw the ball a ton. They're always down. Let's just let's just keep rolling with that. I got Hawkinson to beat 52 and a half receiving yards as well. And then Sam Laporta, this rookie on the Lions, very involved in their offensive game plans. Offense is moving to um, he's beaten both of these props, I think, every single week. Uh, so I have him beating four and a half receptions and 42 and a half receiving yards. Daps, which ones of these are you in with me and which ones are you against me and which ones are you just out? I think I'm in on the over on all of them, except for Mark Andrews. I would go under. Oh, OK. Awesome. Well, then we see it pretty much the same there. And if I'm being honest, um, I get the Mark Andrews thing as well. That's the one I probably have the least confidence in. But we did pay up for these guys in fantasy, and it's time for them to start showing why. I think maybe that's wishful thinking because I do have Mark Andrews in one league. So, uh, yeah, that's how we're betting this week. Thank you for tuning in to Overtime Operators. I've been Casey at Niners underscore fan man. And uh, Daps has been with me as well. Daps, go ahead and plug your socials one more time for everybody to uh, know where to find you. Yeah, come check out our streams and our content at Daps Sports, D-A-P-P-Z Sports, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all over the place. Casey, thank you for having me on Overtime Operators. Always a pleasure talking sports. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, thanks for being here, Dabs. And thank you for being here, viewers. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye.